morning. Right. Good morning, everyone. If I could ask you all, please, to make sure that you are muted. Uh, that would be really, really helpful. Um, and welcome to the virtual Lindhurst House open morning. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the school and I'm going to talk about the admissions process. Uh, and I'm going to start off with the admissions process. So if you are looking for a place for your son for September 2021, uh, you should register by the end of October if you haven't done so already. Uh, we have two main points of admission uh, into the school, at four plus and at seven plus. Uh, and I'll talk about the four plus process to start off with. Um, if you've got your son registered for next September, uh, you will be invited to make a meeting with me uh, via Zoom uh, in November. And I know we've got about 50 parents have already set up Zoom meetings for November already. Um, those meetings will be an opportunity for you to tell me a little bit about your son uh, and for you to ask me anything you'd like to ask about the school um, and the circumstances uh, your hopes, your aspirations for your son, etc. Uh, it takes about 20 minutes, maximum 30 minutes. Following that Zoom meeting, uh, we will be inviting boys into the school in January on Saturday mornings in small groups. Now, because of COVID restrictions, uh, we're looking at inviting boys from the same nursery for the for each assessment so uh, nursery a let's say they have 12 boys registered with us we would invite six in one group and six in another group from that same nursery for the same assessment if uh, your child is the only child from one particular nursery uh, we would look at other arrangements but the hope is that we will have groups of around four five or six boys in January for about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, and the way we will do that is that the boys will come in with yourselves uh, into the either the dining room or the year three room, we haven't quite decided yet. Uh, and then the boys will be taken to the reception class by Miss Brun, who is the reception class teacher, where they will play for about 30 minutes. Uh, and during that time, they, there may be the opportunity for you to have a quick tour of the school. That's what we're hoping. Um, obviously, we don't know what restrictions will be in place in January. Um, during the course of the 30 minutes that the boys are in the reception class, um, they will be doing uh, some crayon, crayon work, uh, some drawing, They'll probably be playing with some toys. Uh, usually uh, we have them playing with Play-Doh, but we can't do that this year. Um, and after 30 minutes, they will end up with a story from me. Um, parents often ask, what, what are you expecting of the boys in these assessments? And, and the answer to that, we're hoping that they'll be sociable, uh, that they'll be cheerful and happy and chatty. Um, we're not, expecting, we're not expecting boys to be able to count backwards in threes from 100 or anything like that. We're purely looking at them in a social uh, context. Um, after the 30 minutes, um, you can take them away, obviously, uh, and then at the end of January, we send out the offers. Each year, we usually see around 80 boys and we have 18 places to fill in reception class. So that is the four plus process. Uh, we also have a seven plus process um, and the seven plus process is similar, but slightly more formal. Um, so uh, at seven plus the boys come in again in January um, and we've actually planned to shut the school on one particular day. Um, I think it's Monday the 15th or possibly the 18th. I'm not sure which day it is. Um, sorry, Jess? The 18th. The 18th, Monday the 18th. Uh, so that is one of the dates for the 7 plus 
assessments. And with the seven plus, the boys will come in for a little longer than half an hour, uh, around an hour or so, uh, and they'll do some maths work, they'll do some English work, and they'll have a conversation with myself, uh, a chat, very friendly chat. Um, and again, the parents of seven plus uh, candidates will also get an opportunity to have a 20 minute Zoom session with myself, uh, but that will be in January. Uh, and then again, offers go out at the end of January, beginning of February. So that is the admissions process. Um, I'm now gonna talk a little bit about the school, but before I do, um, it's worth saying that if you have any questions uh, during the course of this, this conversation, uh, if you could submit your questions via chat to Jessica Oret, our admissions officer, uh, not submitting it to everybody, but just to her, and then she will be able to read out the questions uh, at the end of the uh, session. So a little bit about the school. Uh, the school is divided into three sections. The pre-prep, which is for the four, five and six-year-olds, the lower school for the seven, eight and nine-year-olds, and then the senior school, the 10, 11 and 12-year-olds. In the pre-prep, uh, the boys are mainly taught by their form teachers. Each class has a teaching assistant. The maximum class size is 18 and they have subject specialists uh, uh, for music and PE. So for their music lessons and their PE lessons, they're taught by the director of music and the head of PE. In years three, four, and five, uh, again, they're taught by their form teachers uh, and we have a teaching assistant in year three and a teaching assistant in years four and five. Um, and they have subject specialists for French, uh, music, art, PE, and drama. Uh, in year five, the number of subject specialists increases. Uh, they're taught by the head of history for history and by the head of classics for their Latin lessons. Um, and then in years six, seven, and eight, they're taught by subject specialists for uh, every subject that they do, which are English, maths, science, French, history, geography, religious studies, art, ICT, music, drama, and PE. From the age of seven, uh, they have two afternoons where they go to the playing fields, uh, which are based at Chase Lodge. And they go by coach, it takes 15 or 20 minutes to get there. Uh, and in the autumn term, they do football as the main sport. In the spring term, they do rugby, uh, and also cross country. And in the summer, the main sport is cricket, but they also get the opportunity to do tennis and athletics. Um, in terms of music and drama and art, uh, there is plenty of that. Uh, so uh, each year, the pre-prep do a drama production in the spring term and years three, four and five do a drama production every autumn term. Unfortunately, we can't do it at the moment because of the pandemic, um, but hopefully by the summer, we'll, we'll get drama up and running again. Um, in terms of music, uh, we have uh, under normal circumstances around 14 musical activities and clubs before school and after school. So uh, there are choirs, there are small ensembles, uh, there's a jazz group, there's a recorder group, there's a, uh, a plastic trumpet group, um, lots of guitar groups as well, uh, and there's a ukulele group. Um, and the boys can learn on a one-to-one -one basis um, pretty much any instrument they want to as an extra. Uh, those instruments being uh, strings, violin and cello, uh, guitar, um, and that can be acoustic or electric, drums, uh, singing, uh, woodwind, clarinet, um, trumpet, um, and trombone. Uh, so those are the main instruments that, that are taught. Um, in terms of the academic side of life, um, I think one of the unique things about Lindhurst House is that we are a small school with small class sizes. Um, 
uh, I mentioned that in the pre-prep, the maximum class size is 18. Uh, year three is the, is the bulge year, if you like, because we have a, a further intake into year three, up to around 20 boys in a year group. Um, we're just one form entry. Um, and from year four upwards, for all of their English lessons and maths lessons, that year group of 20 is split into two smaller groups. So we have class sizes of around 10 for English and maths from the age of eight. From year six, when the boys are 10 years old, uh, and that's the time when they're preparing obviously for senior school entry, whether it's 11 plus or 13 plus. So from year six, the boys are split into two groups for all of their subjects, except for PE and games. So they're in these very small groups uh, of around 10 maximum. Um, and that allows us to really push them forward uh, as fast as they can go and give extra support to any boys who need it. Um, the, uh, the school was inspected uh, around this time last year, actually, um, just before half term in, in October 2019. And we, like uh, all prep schools around here, are inspected by the Independent Schools Inspectorate. Uh, they inspect schools every three years. Um, so three years, four years ago, we were inspected as well. Um, uh, but last year we were inspected and they found us to be excellent uh, in terms of the academic progress that the boys make and excellent in terms of their personal development. Um, and excellent is the highest grade you can get. So we were very pleased with that. Um, and the inspection report is available to read on our website or on the Independent Schools Inspectorate website. Um, lastly, um, parents sometimes ask me, uh, what is the most important thing about a Lindhurst House boy? Um, and if you ask, any Lindhurst House boy uh, who's been here a little while, what is the most important thing about being at Lindhurst? They will say it is to be kind to each other. Uh, and I think that is the most important thing about the school that I want to instill in the boys. I've been here for 12 years. Um, and uh, before that, I was uh, 14 years uh, at another prep school, not too far away from here in St. John's Wood. Um, so I know prep schools and boys of this age, particularly in London, uh, and the most important thing, I think, you know, they, they want to study, they want to do well, parents want them to succeed uh, on all sorts of fronts, and we provide the opportunities for all of that. But the most important thing is that, particularly in the current climate, um, that boys learn the importance of uh, tolerance, respect for others, and in basic terms, kindness. So that is my, my brief talk. Um, I, I was told by a current parent who's been to an, a virtual open morning at another school uh, that it went on far too long. So I don't want to bore you. Uh, but do we have any questions which have been submitted uh, so far, Jessica? We do. So the first one is, which school do students tend to go to after Lindhurst? Okay, right. Uh, so if you go to the school websites, there is a section where you can see all of the destinations for the last 10 years. Um, but uh, if uh, I tell you where they went to in the last two years, which give you a basic guide. Uh, so some boys go to boarding schools, most go to day schools. The boarding schools that the boys went to in the last two years were Bradfield College, Epsom College, Haylebury, Harrow, uh, St Edward's Oxford and Uppingham. And the day schools that the boys went to in the last two years were City of London, Mill Hill, uh, Prior Park in Bath. Uh, clearly the family moved out of London for that one. Uh, St Albans, St Paul's, UCS, Westminster and Weatherby. Um, and over the last uh, 10 years, 
the most popular destination for boys from Lyndhurst has been Mill Hill, uh, and the second and third most popular have been City of London and Westminster. Um, so, next, next question is there. Okay, so what is the assessment process for those not in four plus or seven plus, so the occasional places? Okay, so under normal circumstances, we would invite uh, a boy in to join the class here for a morning or for a day. Uh, and we'd look at the report from uh, the current school. And again, we'd have a 20 minute session talking about uh, um, the strengths and perhaps weaknesses of, of your individual boy. Um, we can't do that under current circumstances, but what we can do uh, is invite you and your son into the school out of school hours so it would be after school probably on a monday tuesday or wednesday uh, at about quarter to five when the boys here have all left uh, and depending on which year group it was uh, we would hope that uh, your son would certainly meet myself and the form teacher um, and we'd have a conversation and depending on the age of the boy we, we may have a written assessment, we may not, um, but it would be on an ad hoc basis. So the best thing to do there is to, to give Jessica a call and arrange a meeting after school with myself. Okay, yeah, any other questions? Yeah, we have, they're flooding in. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have any schemes in place to help reduce pupils traveling to and from school by car? Right, uh, that is a very interesting question. Um, so we have um, always tried to sign up to any local bus scheme which has been uh, working and there was a bus scheme called NW3 uh, which helped um, parents and boys travel to school. Uh, unfortunately last year it went under. Um, so I think that given the current climate, we will probably be looking at um, working with uh, some of the other local schools to uh, set up a new bus service. Um, in the meantime, uh, the roads are pretty clear in the morning. Uh, pickup can be a, a little bit more difficult, um, but we're introducing after school care um, probably next term which will uh, ease the traffic outside. Um, and in the meantime, also, we can give you details if, if you join. Um, we can give you details of other parents who share the same postcode and who have agreed to uh, share their details. So there is plenty of car sharing going on. There's also a lot of uh, boys coming by bike or scooter uh, and a number also walk. Um, next question so yeah we've got a couple about um whether children tend to leave at 11 plus or stay on for 13 plus okay so um in an average year let's say we have 20 boys in the year group in an average year i would have said three or four leave at 11 plus uh, and the vast majority stay on for 13 plus so last year we had 19 boys leaving at uh, the end of year eight at 13 plus. Um, sometimes it's a little less than that. Um, we do prepare the boys for both 11 plus and 13 plus um, because the preparation for 13 plus um, is for a pretest uh, in November of year six next month. And the 11 plus usually takes place in the January of year six. So they're actually around the same time. The big difference between the 11 plus and the 13 plus pretest is that 13 plus pretest is done on computer and the 11 plus uh, is done on paper. At least the vast majority of 11 plus exams is done on paper. So we do prepare boys for both, but most boys stay on for 13. Okay, the next question is, um, could you explain a little bit about pastoral care and mentoring of the new boys who join? 
Yeah, so um, the pastoral care is very much the, uh, um, the area of the form teacher, um, although there is also a head of pre-prep and a head of lower school and a head of senior school. Um, the boys here settle incredibly quickly. Um, if you are able to come and visit the school, as I hope you'll be able to in, in January, um, you will see that you come through the front door uh, and for reception class, you just go down the corridor and there it is. Uh, it's incredibly easy. For year three, uh, you come in through the front door and it's the classroom on your right. Um, I'm in my office at the moment, which is between year three and reception. Um, and in between reception and year three, there is also year one and year two. So within about five meters of where I am currently sitting, we have reception year one, year two, and year three. Um, those are obviously the most vulnerable year groups, um, but they have a form teacher, they have a teaching assistant, and they have myself, and they have the head of pre-prep and the head of lower school, all looking after them. All of the office staff, so Jessica there, uh, she's between um, year one and year two. Uh, in her office there. So all the office staff are in that area as well. Um, it's a school where everybody knows each other. Um, every morning I stand outside the school uh, with Jessica and we, we greet every boy by name. Um, and the boys generally say hello to us as well. Um, if there are particular problems, then um, boys can come and see me. Uh, I have a little red box just outside my room called Concerns. Um, it, I, I check it every day. Um, it's quite rare for a piece of paper to go in there. And actually, it's not normally about pastoral things. It's, it's sometimes about food. Can we have more pizza? That sort of thing. Um, but there was one occasion where it, it was, it, it summed up the ethos of the school, actually. Uh, this was a few years ago, um, but there was a boy called Oscar, and I think at the time he was in year five, and there was another boy called, uh, well, I won't say his name, he was in year three, uh, and Oscar had written a note to me in my concerns box, and it read something along the lines of, Dear Mr. Reed, I have noticed at break time that, I won't say his name, sometimes looks lonely on the playground. He doesn't seem to have many friends. Can we do something about this? And I thought that and yours, Oscar, and I thought this was just a wonderful thing um, that that boy had uh, looked out for another boy two years younger than him. Um, that boy didn't have many friends. Uh, he was feeling quite lonely. We were already aware of it and his form teacher uh, was working with the boys in the class to make sure that he he was made welcome. Um, but anyway, that 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 is a story which I, I think uh, uh, epitomizes the, the ethos of the school. Next okay. next question. question is: How do you support each child's individual learning needs, ensuring children are being stretched where appropriate and given additional support? Okay, that is very much down to the small uh, teaching groups that we have. Um, we also have a SENCO, a learning support coordinator, who works throughout the school. She's currently on three days a week, uh, but we're increasing that to four days a week. Uh, and she is highly experienced. Uh, she uh, is actually, a, she used to be an assistant head uh, at a, a local primary school, uh, assistant head and SENCO. So she, she has huge amounts of experience. She creates individual education plans for uh, boys who need it. Uh, she gives tips and hints to teachers on how to get the best out of boys who aren't achieving uh, as well as they might be. Uh, we do regular assessments of the boys. Uh, we do uh, reasoning tests and we do progress tests in English and maths and we compare the uh, reasoning scores with the progress tests um, and if they tally all well and good if a boy is doing better in his progress tests than his reasoning tests all well and good 
But if there's, there's a, a gap, um, say their verbal reasoning score is 120 and their progress test in English is 110, then that, that's disappointing. And we put uh, procedures in place to make sure that he catches up uh, with where he should be. Um, so it's all about attention to the individual. Um, and if necessary, the uh, SENCO can intervene uh, and uh, make sure that the boys achieve their best. Okay, a couple of music questions. Um, when can children start learning a musical instrument and is piano offered as an extracurricular activity? Piano is offered. I, I beg your pardon, I didn't <laughs> mention piano. Uh, yes, so the boys can start learning a musical instrument at any time. Um, I would recommend that a boy does not start learning a musical instrument in his first term of reception because I think the settling in period is important and um, going out for piano lessons can be just a little bit disruptive at that stage. So I would recommend from the second term of reception certain instruments, so perhaps piano, perhaps guitar or perhaps even ukulele might be more appropriate uh, and perhaps violin. Um, Instruments like the clarinet, not until they're seven or eight years old. Uh, the same with the trumpet. Um, although we do have a plastic trumpet group for groups of year two boys, uh, we don't have it working at the moment, but um, as soon as the pandemic uh, leaves us, we will reintroduce it. Um, so yes, uh, and, and boys can learn a musical instrument in school uh, as an extra, um, but if, you'd prefer your, your son to learn a musical instrument outside school, that's absolutely fine and too. Uh, and we will celebrate that in music assemblies. We have a, a music assembly uh, every Wednesday morning for years three to eight. Um, and the pre-prep join that music assembly uh, once a month. And those music assemblies, we have a, an artist of the week um, and a composer of the week. Uh, composer of the week at the moment is, I'm sorry, I've forgotten. I thought it was Rimsky-Korsakov, but I don't think it is. And the artist of the week was Paloma Faith, I think last week. I'm not sure who it is this week. Um, so the, the, the music assemblies are, are run by our director of music and he um, either talks about the artist of the week or the composer of the week and um, demonstrates their, their, their musicology. Um, and then there are performances by the boys. Uh, could be piano, could be guitar, could be anything, um, could be singing. Um, but yes, music can start from a very early age. Okay, next, next question. How long is the average tenure of the teachers at the school? Sorry, how long is the? The average tenure of the teachers at the school. Um, Okay, average, I don't know, I haven't worked it out. Um, what I would say is that, uh, here's an example, our head of history has been here, I think, five years. His predecessor, his predecessor was here 38 years, um, which perhaps is a bit long. Um, I would also say that this year we've got two new members of staff. Uh, the year three teacher and our Senko, uh, who replaced the previous year three teacher who was here three years and the Senko who was here eight years, I think. Um, the year before we had no staff changes, uh, which is very unusual, um, but normally it's one or two leaving a year, which I think is healthy. Um, next question. Okay, so a couple of people have asked, if your child is shy or nervous during their assessment and you said you're looking for chatty boys yeah uh, how does this affect their application okay so um we fully expect some children to be shyer than others uh and that's obviously quite normal i'm quite shy uh, and as a child i was painfully shy i would cling to my mother's leg for dear life before going into anywhere um, so I know what it's like. Um, one thing to say about the assessments is that it is part of a process, part of a three-way process. 
So yes, we do see the boys and it's very important that we see the boys. But I also have a conversation with all of you uh, and that is important. And if our, in, our, in our conversation, you say to me, I, my son is very shy. He's likely to cling to my leg. He may not want to go in. Um, we're prepared. Um, having said that, I don't think we've had any who did not go into the assessments. Um, there were one or two where, where parents had to go in as well, uh, which I'm afraid we won't be able to, to do this year. Um, but if it's the case that your son uh, doesn't want to leave your leg, um, we'll just leave it there and we will find another way of uh, seeing him at his best. It may be that we will see him in his nursery. Uh, we're quite prepared to be sending uh, Maddie, our reception class teacher, to nurseries to see some of the boys. Um, it's also um, so that there's the assessment where the boys come in, um, but we may visit nurseries as well. There's also the conversation with yourselves and there's also the report from the nursery. So it's a three-way process. So please don't worry if your son is shy. Um, and in our conversation on Zoom in November, let me know and it'll be all right. Don't worry. Okay, next question. How much emphasis do you put on sport? Uh, well, as much as we dare, I suppose, um, if uh, our head of PE had his way, um, he would be taking the boys up to games every single afternoon and he'd have three or four lessons of PE every day um, and every member of staff would be a PE teacher as well as a, an English teacher and a maths teacher. Um, so I have to restrain him um, because otherwise he'll, he will get carried away. Uh, and that's what is healthy about a school like this. You have the PE department saying, can we do this? And we have the music department saying, can we do this extra? And we have uh, the drama department saying, can we, can we take the boys out to see the theater? Um, and it's my job to make sure there is a balance between sport, music, art, drama, and of course, the academics. Sport is incredibly important here. Um, they have two full afternoons of games uh, and they have a PE lesson here on the AstroTurf. Um, we play competitive sports against all of the local schools. We have A teams, we have F teams. So everybody participates. Uh, when year three have fixtures against uh, a school like St Anthony's or Devonshire House or the Hall, we send all of year three. To, to play competitive sport. Uh, and what we try to make sure is that every team that we send out to play sport, let's say it's a football fixture, we, we want it to be a close match. We would far rather lose 3-2 or win 3-2 than win 8-0 or lose 8-0. So our head of PE coordinates with the other heads of PE in other local schools to make sure that uh, we have good competitive fixtures and not one-sided games. Um, so yeah, sport is very important. Okay, when is pickup time and what are the options for after-school care? Uh, so that is a, a, a very complicated question at the moment because of um, COVID um, and uh, the fact that we have social bubbles here at school. So each year group, is a social bubble. Um, at the moment, reception leave at three o'clock, years one and two leave at half past three, and years three, four, and five, and yes, at years three, four, and five leave at 3.45, and years six, seven, and eight leave at four. That's at the moment uh, with no travel to games because of the restrictions. Under normal circumstances, which I would hope September 2021 would be uh, reception would leave at three, years one and two, 3.30, uh, and everybody else at 3.45, except on a games day when they return from games at around 4.20. There are also after school activities until 4.30. Uh, just before pandemic struck, we 
were just about to set up after school care, which was going to run from whatever time boys finished, so three o'clock from reception up to six o'clock um, or possibly half past five. Um, we're hoping to reintroduce or to, to introduce that for the pre-prep, uh, perhaps in January from three to 4.30. Um, and then perhaps in the summer, introduce it uh, as a longer scheme up to six o'clock. Um, but at the moment, because of the social bubbles, it's almost impossible for us to do. Um, but hopefully by next September, we will have it up and running. Next question. Uh, what are the numbers of boys sitting the seven plus and how many get offers? Uh, so it varies from year to year, depending on how many spaces we have available. This year, we have around six places available, I think. Um, we normally have around 25 boys apply at seven plus. Um, so much smaller numbers than at four plus. Um, and so, yeah, normally this year, I think it'll be six and we normally see around 25, but obviously the deadline for registrations has not uh, passed yet. Okay. Um, does the school offer a computer science module? Um, so we do uh, computer programming uh, from a very basic level uh, in the pre-prep up to uh, Python up in the top two years. So Python in years seven and eight, uh, in years five and six and three and four, uh, they use espresso coding and then they use Scratch um, and uh, they do basic robotics in uh, the pre-prep. Um, and that is all taught uh, by form teachers uh, in the pre-prep and then taught by the head of ICT in years three, four, five, up to year eight. Uh, we also get uh, an outside company in, uh, we usually do, once a year, I think, or a couple of times a year to have sessions with uh, the top four year groups. Uh, is question. there one reception class or more? Just the one reception class, yeah. yeah. Just the one. How do parents track their child's progress or learning during the academic year? So uh, we have um, regular reports to parents and we have regular parent-teacher meetings. So during the course of this week and last week, we have had parent-teacher meetings throughout the whole of the school. Um, and that's been done via, via Zoom. Uh, normally we'd have parents come into the school and have face-to-face -face meetings, but uh, we've done it via Zoom. Uh, so we have parent-teacher meetings every term for every year group, and we have regular reports every term. Uh, each half term, boys get grades, uh, exceptional, very good, good, inconsistent, and cause for concern are the grades that we give, and we give those for um, organization, um, participation in class, um, and uh, academic uh, attainment. Um, and then at the end of every term, we give full written reports. Um, and these are done via our um, uh, school management system, uh, and they're sent electronically, el electronically to parents, um, and also in paper form. Uh, and they get, boys get a, a separate report for each subject that they study. Okay, what is Lyndhurst's approach to mental health and well-being education? Um, it's an increasingly hot topic. Um, and I think it's significant that uh, when uh, we were back in the summer term um, and we, you know, the first half of the summer term, we had children of key workers in. Um, and the second half of the summer term, we were able to bring in all of the reception class, all of year one and all of year six for the whole of the second half of the term. But we were also able to bring in um, every other year group for a period of time, uh, four days to two weeks. 
so year two, we're back for two weeks. Uh, years three, four, five, we're back for about five days. Um, and the look on those faces, faces of those boys when they first came back uh, was really something. Um, they, they truly missed being at school. They had no idea how much they were going to miss school. Um, and the, the sound of pupils' voices back in school was, was yeah, it was wonderful. Um, so uh, lockdown, I think, has affected all of us, boys, parents, and teachers. Um, and being back in school uh, is so important for the boys. And the mental well-being of the boys has been something that we've been um, looking at um, well for about five years now I mean obviously we, we thought about it before we've been looking at it seriously for about five years uh, we've had mental well-being sessions uh, from an outside company who trained all of the teachers um, in uh, mental well-being we've had whole staff training as well uh, as uh, those sessions we've uh, we're in the process of uh, appointing a, a mental well-being first aider, um, possibly from outside, but probably um, it'll be one of my deputies. Um, and it is a question of making um, boys aware that it's okay to say, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry or I'm just feeling not quite right and to be able to go to someone. Uh, and it's also incredibly important for parents to be aware of that. And it's very important for the teachers to know what to do um, if a boy uh, is displaying the signs of um, mental ill health. Um, so we look for it, we find it, and we, we do everything we can to uh, look after the boys and make them feel good about themselves. Okay, does Mr. Reed teach any classes in school? I wish I did. Um, uh, I went into teaching as a teacher and I've ended up as a headmaster not teaching um, in the timetable. However, um, when a, a member of staff is absent, um, I will do my best to uh, cover some of his or her lessons. Um, I have contact with the pupils uh, at the front door every morning um, because of the geography of my, my room. Uh, I often get boys passing my room and waving in um, and I do assemblies uh, for the whole school on a Friday and for years three to eight every Monday and I join um, the divisional assemblies, so pre-prep have their assemblies, their own assemblies on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, I sometimes swap into those and the uh, lower school have their assemblies on Thursdays and senior school have their own assemblies on Tuesdays and I, I will pop in and talk to the boys then. Um, I'm, a, I'm a classicist and a maths teacher, um, so if a member of staff is absent and they were going to be teaching any Latin, Greek or maths. I'm particularly keen to, to get involved. Um, uh, one boy uh, was once asked, um, who's your favorite teacher? Um, and uh, he, he replied to his parents and he said who his favorite teacher was. And the, the parents then asked him, well, what about Mr. Reed? Uh, and he said, yes, I like him, but he's not a teacher. And uh, so the parents said, um, so what, is, what does Mr. Reed do all day? And the boy said, uh, oh, he walks around. He walks around and says hello. Um, so, so I do walk around and say hello, um, but I can't, I, I, I'm afraid I don't have time to um, be part of the timetabled lessons, but I will uh, engage with the boys on a regular basis. And you do your book club? And I do my book club, um, yes. Uh, every Thursday afternoon, I have a year five book club. And every Friday afternoon, I have a year six book club. Uh, and um, 
most of the boys in years five and six, it's an after school activity. Most of the boys uh, in years five and six come along to that book club and uh, we talk about books and I read to them. Um, are there any more questions? Jeff? Yeah, we've got several more. Okay. Um, is there any effort to encourage boys in charitable activities and raise awareness of inequalities in society? Uh, absolutely. So we have a school council, uh, one boy from each year group, and that school council meets on a regular basis um, and they decide which charities the school is going to support every year. We normally have three charities each year that we support. Uh, one is a local charity, one is a charity for children, and one is an overseas charity. Um, and then uh, we have a, a Christmas fair and a summer fair, uh, which uh, vast sums of money are raised, normally around um, 10,000 uh, pounds. The boys get involved in those fairs and it's great fun for them. But more importantly, the boys themselves have chosen the charities that we are going to support. Um, they come up with the ideas. Uh, I guide them a little bit. Um, uh, and, and if they suggest a charity that I, I'm, I'm not... Animal charities, I'm afraid we don't do. We, we do local charity, children's charity, and the charity overseas. Um, and th those are the rules, and the boys choose them. Um, they also get involved in, in other... Uh, events so they uh, occasionally go and sing to the uh, they don't at the moment but in the past they have gone to sing at the Marie Curie Hospice uh, which is just down the road they also get involved in litter picks so they go around the local streets picking up litter uh, and come back with large bin bags um, we have an eco committee we have a charity committee uh, as well as the school council so the, so the boys do get very involved and they're encouraged to do so. Okay, let's do two more questions. Um, another one around assessments. So is there a process to allow for summer versus winter children? So when they're born? Uh, That's a very, very good question. Yes. So um, we are fully aware that um, uh, an August birthday boy uh, will be far less developed than a September birthday boy in most instances so when the boys come in we do look at their birthdays um, and we take that into account um, we also take into account which nursery the boys have come from um, because we know that boys from nursery a will have been prepared incredibly well for four plus assessments and we know that a boy who has just arrived in London um, and hasn't really been to nursery before is not going to be as well prepared. So we take all of the, the background information into account. And when we, um, when we finally create the class, we do not uh, make it a policy to make sure we've got loads of September birthdays in there. Um, we, we end up with September birthdays, August birthdays and a good spread across the whole year. Um, so we take it all into account. Okay, let's do one more question. And then for any of the questions we haven't answered, we can send out replies um, by email. So the last one, do you expect a lot of parent involvement in school life and activities? Um, that's a very difficult question because uh, if every parent at the school was fully involved in school life, we'd have too many parents being involved in, in events. Um, but by the same token, if no parents got involved in school life, it would be disastrous. Um, what we tend to have here is a really good balance. We have um, parents getting involved in uh, school trips. So um, if year three go off to the Science Museum, uh, it's very nice to have a a couple of parent helpers for reception are going off to the uh, greengrocers on a, on a trip. It's nice to have a couple of parent helpers. So parents do come in for um, to help with school trips. They also get very involved in the uh, Christmas fair and summer fair. Excuse me, I just need a glass of water. 
Um, and we also get parents in to come and talk to the boys about anything they might be interested about. Um, now that sounds very vague, but it is, it's wonderful to have the parents, particularly of the reception class, come in and talk to the boys about, it might be, it might be their job, it might be a religious festival, uh, it might be um, uh, their country, there might be something to do with cuisine and cooking. Um, and we normally have most of the parents of the reception class come in at some point during the year to talk to the boys. And that's, that's really lovely. Um, we also have a careers week um, in the summer term every year. And during careers week, we send out an invitation to every single parent, um, if they're able to, to, to come in and talk to the boys about their job, their career, what it's like, how they got to the position they got to, etc., and it, it all sorts of careers. Um, and in a school of 150, we normally get about 15 parents come in during that week, and that's that's great. Um, obviously, if we had a hundred percent response, we'd be swamped. Um, but it's great that parents uh, are happy and willing to get involved. Um, and the other thing I'd say about the parents is uh, standing outside the front door every morning, greeting the boys by name. It's also nice to see the parents uh, and to have a chat with them. Um, and it doesn't have to be about school. Uh, it can be about Donald Trump um, or anything else. Um, so uh, is that the final question, Jessica? Yes. Yes, okay. Right, well, thank you very much to all of you. Um, if you do have any more questions, uh, email Jessica. Um, if you haven't registered and want to register for September 2021, please do so by the end of this month. By